This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening and checking things out. In my office, I have a bunch of quotes on the wall. They are reminders for me. They're they're inspiration. They're reminders of what I'm trying to do and, and who I want to be. The list includes quotes from Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin, Albert Einstein, Martin Luther King Jr., George Orwell, and of course, the Bible. There's also a quote from James A. McManus. Some of you have heard of him, some of you have not. He's the pastor at my church, Word of God Ministries in Shreveport, Louisiana. It's a pearl of wisdom that really changed how I live my life and interact with other people. I think he can help you too. Are you ready? Here it is. A man who defends himself will always be average. That was a hard concept for for me to get initially. You see, I had received nasty comments and even death threats as the local weatherman whenever there was a tornado, and and I or someone on my staff had to interrupt the football game or hit comedy or latest reality show in order to give people some very important, potentially life-saving information. And I would always defend myself against those nasty comments. And, and, and I would defend the station. And I would say, man, the, the people writing in, the, those jerks, they just don't care about other people. What a bunch of sociopaths. And then I heard, a man who defends himself will always be average. Why is that so? Because if you're working so hard to protect yourself and your feelings from the complaints and criticism and insults of others, you're going to miss something very valuable. At the heart of most criticism is something that's valid, that's true. If you're able to get past the insults and personal attacks and you hear the valid criticism, you may learn something about yourself that you can change. You may hear or glean a piece of information that you can use to make yourself a better version of you. But if you're busy preparing your defense, if your walls are up, if you're protecting your feelings, you aren't really listening. You'll miss this kernel of truth that can make you stronger, better, wiser. I say all of this because I need you to be able to hear me today. I need you to take the walls down. Some of you aren't going to like this podcast. Some of you may feel guilt and want to stop listening. Don't. What I have to say is important, and I need you to stay open and able to hear the nuggets of truth. We all need conservatives to become better versions of ourselves, because if we don't, the conservative movement will fail. I'm going to say that again. If we don't become better versions of ourselves, the conservative movement will fail. Okay? Ready? Here goes. Raise your hand if you have ever called someone a snowflake. Right there, where you are, raise your hand. If you have ever called someone a snowflake, either to their face or behind their back in person or online, or on your radio show, or your nationally broadcast television show, raise your hand. 
I'm having you raise your hand right now because I want you to be able to raise your hand again at the end of this podcast as you promise that you won't ever do it again. At least you'll try not to. There are three reasons why this has to change. Three reasons. First, when you call other people names, you're hurting yourself. Second, you're hurting the conservative cause. Third, you're hurting your own children. Okay, you can put your hand down now. Let's start with the first part. You are hurting yourself. When you insult other people, you aren't really hurting them unless they let you. It's really up to them if your words hurt them or not. They can make the choice to let it upset them or not. You have the same choice to make when other people call you names. Admittedly, that's harder to do when you are emotionally close to the person who's insulting you, but it is still ultimately a choice. But by issuing the insult, you are hurting yourself, and that choice is no longer in your control. Once the words leave your mouth, so does the opportunity to make the choice. Think about the last time someone insulted you or used a bunch of cuss words in your face. How do you feel about that person? Do you respect the person more because of the words that came out of his or her mouth? Or do you respect that person less? Now reverse it. You really think the person you're insulting thinks more highly of you now? There is a Bible passage that really brings this point home. It was spoken by Jesus, and even if you aren't a Christian, you have to admit Jesus was a pretty wise dude. Matthew 15, 11, here's what Jesus said. He, he said, Not that which goeth into the mouth defile a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. He's saying you don't damage your personal integrity by what you eat, you damage your personal integrity by what you say. Calling people snowflakes hurts you a lot more then it will ever hurt the people you're insulting, even if those people have been coddled and pampered since birth and need safe spaces from internet bullies. Stop calling people names because when you do, you damage your own personal integrity. Second, when conservatives call people snowflakes, we hurt the conservative cause. We are currently in a dangerous era in American politics. The two opposing views for how America should be run, how much power government should have, how much freedom individuals should have, are very, very different. Because our nation is a constitutional republic, the people get to say which version will win. That means we aren't just trying to have the best ideas. We are trying to convince our fellow Americans that we have the best ideas. In essence, we are fighting for the hearts and minds of our neighbors and countrymen. You can't win hearts and minds by destroying souls. We need to convince people that the conservative way is better than the progressive way. We shouldn't be writing off people because we need every vote we can get. Instead of insulting those young people protesting Ann Coulter on campus, we need to convince them that the ideas they are following are incorrect. The ideas they hold are self-destructive, self-limiting, and selfish. They won't listen ever 
it, the first words that comes out of our mouth is snowflake. You don't listen when progressives call you a racist or a sexist or a xenophobe. When they do that, you get a bad impression of all progressives. You think all liberals are idiots. Well, guess what? The same thing works in reverse. Liberals think all conservatives are just like Ann Coulter or Mark Levin or, or Tommy Lahren or Rush Limbaugh or Bill O'Reilly or Donald Trump. Those are the examples we are putting out as conservatives these days. And it's not just the celebrities. It's not just the people who are well-known. It's the individual conservatives, too. It's you. It's me. We're calling people names like Snowflake, but we aren't winning hearts and minds. We aren't creating new conservatives. Instead, we're just turning people away. We're turning people off. What if, when people thought of conservatives, they thought of people like Martin Luther King Jr.? What if they thought conservatives were more like Mike Rowe and less like Mark Levine? Calling people snowflakes hurts the conservative movement, and we have to stop. Here's the final reason we have to stop calling liberals and progressives names. It's hurting our children. Here's my definition of the American dream. It's to make life better for the next generation. If you come to this country and work hard and give your children better opportunities than you ever had, then you have achieved the American dream. If you grew up in poverty, but your kids have never known hunger, you have achieved the American dream. You actually see this idea spelled out in our Constitution. In the preamble, it says, We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. So the founders wrote the Constitution to secure the blessings of liberty for their posterity. For you, for me. That means they wrote it to make life better for all of the generations that would follow them. That's the American dream, and it's spelled out in our Constitution. Well, in order to make life better for our kids, in order to achieve the American dream, conservatism has to win. Modern liberalism leads to progressivism. Progressivism leads to socialism. Socialism leads to the destruction of society and the early deaths of millions. Just look at Venezuela or Cuba or Russia or North Korea. If you want life to be better for your children, conservatism must win this current contest for the hearts and minds of our fellow Americans. Calling people snowflakes may, may hurt their feelings. And that weakness of character that would allow an insult by a stranger to carry any impact is part of why they get called snowflakes in the first place. But whether it hurts the feelings of the emotionally sensitive college students or not, it does damage to your personal integrity. It hurts the conservative cause overall, and as a result, it will hurt your children's future.
Instead of putting our effort into telling our fellow Americans that they are weak, we need to be showing them that they can be strong as long as they refuse to be dependent. We need to show them that there is greatness within them, but that greatness will only manifest in their lives if they are willing to work for it. Those are conservative principles. Name-calling is not. So now we have a chance for you to raise your hand again. If there's any of this that resonated with you, if you think there's any truth to what I've been saying, if you want to have yourself be a better version of yourself by not calling people names for the worst version of themselves, now's your chance. Raise your hand. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do it on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning.